You're listening to the Philly Maker Fair podcast. My name is Laura Cheneau. And I am Valerie Chiguendo. And I'm Jeremy DePrisco. We're here celebrating the creators, builders, inventors, and artists that bring their visions to life at the Philly Maker Fair. This week, we're talking with Michelle Archer, founder of Dragonfly Makerspace in Piedmont Meeting, Pennsylvania. Prior to Dragonfly, Michelle worked in schools where she created makerspaces for students of all ages. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're really excited. We love hearing about new maker spaces in the area. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing there. Um, so I created it because I um, I liked being able to teach students of all ages. And at my last school, I was just teaching first through fifth grade. Um, and so I wanted to bring it to more people because um, in my travels and creating my all my previous maker spaces, I've learned that there's not a lot of schools that have them. They um, um, some do pub, some public do, some private do, but there's no consistency. I was actually subbing at a private school in Philadelphia yesterday who has one in their middle school and they have a lower middle and upper school and they're not using it that much, even like the lower school teachers are not. And I actually got talking to their tech person there and he would love to use the makerspace more. And I think it's just a matter of people just don't understand makerspaces. And that's what I feel like I'm constantly explaining. First, I'm explaining that it's all one word without the S capitalized in the middle. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm always trying to explain that it isn't about the 3D printers or the laser cutter. It's about the authentic hands-on real learning, project-based learning. And I, you know, I've done it in my schools. I did, was successful in proving that other content areas could use it. A history teacher could use it. An English teacher could, you know, do something in the makerspace. It's, it's for everybody. It's not just about technology. You just happen to use a lot of technology in the makerspace. So that's why I was, um, my, it was actually my, my children and I who established the business and then opened it um, this June so that we could um, educate more people about makerspaces. So we love everything. We do everything art-based, tech-based. I mean, we're putting it out there. We're letting people come in and do different projects and classes here too. Um, everything from, I had a lady doing um, flower arrangements. Um, so there's just all kinds of possibilities and we just want to do as the community lets us know what they want. That's what we're adding. Oh, I'm such a big fan. I remember Jeremy had told us about your makerspace. I used to live in Plymouth Meeting. Okay. And I can tell you if I was still in Plymouth Meeting with my kids, at the time, I remember going everywhere looking for makerspaces, especially ones that are kid-friendly. There was just the one. Yeah. An entire Philadelphia. It was, it was hard to be at the time, but now it's, it's, it's no longer there. Mm-hmm. So it's so exciting. I can tell you you're going to have a lot of interest, especially to your point, once people know what you do, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It, it's funny. I'm actually, I've had some new people in, in just the last week because of a birthday party I had here. And like, there are people that they said to me, I pass you every day. And I didn't realize you were there. And 
So I'm, I'm hoping this weekend to get some more stuff out there. Um, we're going to put lights up and I'm going to actually put signs out up against the sidewalk. So hopefully people do start to notice, um, mm-hmm. you know, we tried a thing like a maker Sunday one weekend and we were out in the front yard building a huge catapult. We were launching pumpkins and marshmallows and football <laughs> and yet nobody stopped. Like people were like, looking at us and nobody stopped to see <laughs> what we were about. Kind of funny. So the word is spreading. I'm getting more and more people. I have it from all over. I mean, I have my two students that are here now. They're from Narberth and, and uh, Berwyn. So mm. no, my time when my when we were in Phnom, it was like six years ago, way before. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah, so it's it's nice. it's different. I'm getting different kinds of kids. I've had somebody with Down syndrome here. I've had autistic. I have actually an autistic student every week and he's loving it and, you know, becoming more close to me and more comfortable. And so he's starting to open up to new projects. So that helps me learn too, because I would like to do more um, events with um, people of all learning disabilities, you know, because I had done it at Linden Hall where we brought kids in with um, all kinds of disabilities and I had them flying drones and playing, you know, with robots and, and it was just really really cool so that's the other target area that i'm after too it's so that it's not only students of all ages but students of all backgrounds and experiences and capabilities mm-hmm. maker spaces where everybody can be successful i think so now you mentioned it's not really about the 3d printers but you know people do want to know about the toys i mean the tools you have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what people because maybe people don't even know like you said they're like driving by like what what can you expect in a makerspace like what kind of things might you encounter so yeah we have 3d printers here um we have um an epilogue laser cutter which is the best on the market we have um some robots we have legos we have a lot of garbage every kind of supply you want we can uh, we have a large range of mosaics now. We're doing a lot of mosaic tables and coasters and and flower pots. And we're just, we're really getting into that. The students are loving that. We're doing resin now. We're pouring resin tables. I'm hoping to start doing resin jewelry soon. Um, I do have the capability to do all kinds of jewelry. We have crystals and sterling silver and everything for that too. Um, what else? I have... Um, some of the other big projects I like to do is um, I do a hot air balloon project where we create hot air balloons and I have a little launcher so we can make balloons that are as big as like six, eight feet tall and launch them. Hmm. So stuff like that. Um, one thing that I'm finding in the makerspace that everybody loves too is sometimes play games, take a break from making. Um, so you know, we have games in here. They play with the Rubik's Cubes. Uno is, seems to be the popular one of these days, especially <laughs> if they can beat this archer in it. Not <laughs> gang up on me, actually. It's kind of funny. Um, but we build this. I'm in the process of fitting, helping one of my students finish a table that's made of candy and resin, but the legs are going to be PVC pipes. So we're working on the base of her table. That's been a real popular one is the table build. Um, but we're just open to everything. Eventually, we our hope is to have a kiln so we can do pottery um, also because my son's really into that. So we just add things as people are asking us, you know, what they want. We have a lot of connects, like I said, a lot of Legos and a lot of garbage. I'm a real true believer in repurpose, recycling and reuse. And I do that wherever and whenever possible. 
and even the two back there can attest to that because I even give them a hard time about wasting paint. We only pour a little bit at a time because we don't want to waste paint. <laughs> so. It's not garbage. It's raw materials. I know. I was like, ooh, don't call it garbage. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. The, the kids get a kick out of that because even when I was at a school, like there was kids that every day would bring me in. Look, Miss Archer, I brought you some garbage. And they would be so proud of whatever. <laughs> An egg carton or a box or, you know, anything. And um, it's funny. I get donations from people all over the place. My mom has people donating. She does kitchens and baths. So I get um, cabinet doors for mica tiles, um, Corian, um, just all kinds of stuff like that. Because when, you know, they change colors in cabinets and countertops, they mm -hmm. get rid of all the samples. So right. I've been using wow. them for years. The kids love to build with them. Um, trying to think some of the other stuff that really, mm -hmm. oh, wine corks is a very popular building thing um plastic any kind of plastic containers we have a whole huge bin that's just caps bottle caps and so i have all kinds of people that i think come i'll get ziploc bags filled with bottle caps they just keep collecting them and then they deliver them when they're they're ready so um just everything we can get our hands on i've never turned anything away i always tell people if you give me something and you're not sure if it's garbage and i think it is garbage i have a dumpster i'll throw it in that but i I'll take anything. We've had people donate big boxes of leftover wood flooring and we built birdhouses out of it. So you never know what something <laughs> could be useful for. <laughs> well, I know personally, like I love that you include art stuff and all the hands-on and the upcycling right there in line with the 3D printers, being like the sort of token artist in our very sort of geeky uh, maker space. And a lot of people forget that, you know, to include that A in STEAM. <laughs> I, I actually, personally, I think it should actually be STEAM because I think history <laughs> needs to be in there because really without history, none of this would be. I'm valid. a Valid, that's very valid. <laughs> or so anything. We've noticed that you have some visitors in the studio today and we're wondering if they'd like to join us and talk a little bit about what they do in the makerspace. Oh, you don't have to tell them twice, here you go. <laughs> so, that was their plan have, all along. <laughs> who do we have joining us today? Hi, I'm Laura. I'm Jeremy. Hi, I'm Valerie. This is Emma and this is Emerson. They're actually in third grade and I had them in first and second grade and now they come visit me here all the time. Cool. Nice. This one lives here. So. <laughs> so what do you guys like to make? What are you guys making today? Um, I'm making a uh, candy table right now with resin. Oh, very oh. cool. And we're also making jewelry boxes out of wood, wood that is printed from like the laser cutter. Yeah. What else are you guys doing? Uh, and we want to beat you in And you want to beat me in Uno? Okay. <laughs> what was that? I didn't catch that. <laughs> she wants to win in Uno. <laughs> oh, win in Uno. Okay. They also, they were also using the curtains and the green oh, screen earlier to put on a play. So for me, while I was um, getting some stuff laser cut for them. I made this. Okay, so you're showing us a Lego oh, so cool. duck with sunglasses, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a rubber duck. It's a smiley face. That was the last year. That was last year she made that. They had the challenge of her whole class, they had to do some 
creative piece of art with Legos. It couldn't be a house because they all want to build houses mm-hmm. right away. It had to be some kind of art, piece of art, mm-hmm. or the tallest tower they could possibly build. And so half the class got creative. In the other class, there was a group of boys. They build a pretty high tower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. We get our hot on top stuff from Dr. Seuss. Yep. They, uh, sometimes when I have them here for a full day when school's out, I like to do things that are school related. So the one time we did, they all had to choose the Dr. Seuss book and then they had to make something from the Dr. Seuss book come to life 3D. And this one chose the Bernstein bear and made uh, an actual bear out of model magic. We had somebody make the cup from hop on pop. I made the fish from red fish to blue fish to fish. <laughs> so yeah, so we we do all kinds of things because I'm actually bringing geography into the makerspace because a lot of schools aren't teaching geography anymore, and I think I think geography is like a really great thing to do in a makerspace because you can make a lot of things and then you start to you know see the states and the countries and what the planet in a different way when you're actually making. You make for this, for this oh, that's a good question. What did you make? Um. I don't remember what you made. I forget. I thought you were <laughs> okay. okay, so we've heard about the candy table, but what are you working on now in the studio? Or in the makerspace? So Rose working on jewelry. Box. Are they drawing? We're playing chess. We haven't even started painting. Oh, you guys need to start we painting. Were, we were playing chess. Oh, you were playing chess. I also have a chess table always set up here, and all a lot of my students like to play chess. The reason I have that is because one of the projects I always did with my um, juniors and seniors at Linden Hall was to have them design their own chess set. Um, and they had to work as partners and they, because of course theirs had a different theme, they had, I see the cat, um, they had to go by size. So they had to compare to a regular chess board. So that's why I always had mine set up, but now it becomes, you never know when somebody's going to sit down and play a game of chess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Very cool. I'm not a good chess player. I play nice defensive chess, which is very frustrating for my husband. I'm always worried when people say I'm not a good chess player because you never know. They might be faking it. It's just a long, boring game. I'm like, I see what you're trying to do, and I'm not good enough to like counteract it. So I just (laughs) run away. Run away. It's not fun. Uh, as you know, I'm so fascinated by what you've done. So I wonder how it all began for you. Like, when did you get the, you know, interested in making and tinkering and being, being creative and all of that? I'm curious. So um, I worked in corporate IT for 22 years. And when um, I, my, I was subbing at Swain in Allentown, Um, And my daughter was attending there and um, I ended up subbing uh, long-term subbing for their kindergarten for three months. And right about that time, they posted a job for the director of the makerspace. And I had just, you know, gotten finished my master's degree and um, I I read this job description. I went, Oh my gosh, this is like my whole life in one job because before um, becoming a teacher and um, while working corporate, you know, I did internet searching before the internet existed. Um, 
rolled out whole systems, you know, was big into the IT, Microsoft certified, all of that. And then I had, um, I built patios, I designed my house, I flipped a house, Hmm. you know, I've done all kinds of things like that. I've always been building since I was a kid, you know, if I found spare wood anywhere and hammer and nails, there was something going to be created. Um, I love to do, um, tiling. I do backsplashes and floors. I mean, I've done just about everything. So when I read this job description and a lot of them were starting in libraries and I did seven years in a business library at Air Products and I just was like, wow, this just culmination of my whole education, all my experience, um, everything. So I applied for the job and of course they gave it to me. I created my first one and then Lyndon Hall came and found me and they were like, come create a makerspace for us. And so I, I'm actually social studies seven through 12 uh, certified, but I've only gotten to teach ESL American history <laughs> for two years at Lyndon Hall. And everybody just wants me to do makerspace. Even the head of the history department out there said to me one time, Michelle, I would love to have you full time in the history department and bring total project based to history, but they're not going to let you out of the makerspace. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I, you know, I'm stuck. I would love to teach geography or us history, but my mom gives me a hard time. And she says, Oh, get over it. Who gets to play with Legos and 3d printers and hmm. kids all day long. You get to. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm an art, like I have, my grandmother was an artist. She went to more school of art. So I've always had that creativity, you know, she was teaching me to do cross stitch and designing when I was a real young kid. So I've always done it. I just never knew about makers, uh, maker spaces until about 12 years ago. So mm-hmm. and it's been, you know, a whirlwind since then. So yeah, that explains why when you get a request for a class, you're like, no problem. And then you create a class. <laughs> you have the background. I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things I learned in IT at corporate was, and I tried to bring into schools then, is there's no way to learn everything. And mm-hmm. I used to train new employees and be like, you know what, you can never learn everything in IT. You find your niche um, and you go from there um, and and see what happens. So the same thing was when I became a teacher and doing the makerspaces. A lot of schools were like, you know, administrators like, oh, you know, make these teachers start doing projects. And they'd be like, oh, you have to do a project with this archer. And I was like, no, you have to let it be organic. Makerspaces mm-hmm. are all about organic. I said, just let them, you know, have some kind of event that's in the makerspace and, and assign them to just be a proctor for it. I said, that'll be what turns them on. And it happens every time. I had teachers come in and they were just there to help for some, you know, special event or whatever. And then they'd be like, wow. And they'd see how the kids reacted and what they did. And then they'd be like the next week, hey, I was thinking maybe could we collaborate on a project? And I I would find them something that fit into their um, curriculum. You know, mm-hmm. everything from my one friend, Dr. Ballin, um, who I now still work with and her kids come here. She does, um, she taught like uh, archaeology and they would do a dig at the end of the year so what they would do is come in and we 3d print bones that then they would then damage and be able to tell how the person died so we would do the 3d printing we would do other things and make things that for them to bury or include in their grave sites and stuff like that so even something as simple as that you know gets two departments interacting and makes it more exciting for the kids so and she actually it. will be doing an archaeological dig here this summer for a week long camp too. That's so, so cool. 
Yeah. And I don't know if you know about this, but um, the Smithsonian has all those 3D files you can download. Uh, one of our maker educator artists, Chris Sweeney, has a few. And so, you know, like a lot of times they're modeling historic artifacts. Uh -huh. I know one of my friends is a, she does education for a blind population. And they oh, use yeah. those for people to touchy-feely. But your archaeology may want to bury a vase or something as <laughs> well, depending on what year they're practicing with. Yeah. Um, I will That's send you a link for that because... Um, I know he's got a few projects up there, but there's more than just the few that he did. And so yeah. obviously, since it's US Gov, it's Smithsonian, the 3D STL files are there for you. So that's, cool. that's a resource that you should have on your radar. And I'll stick it in our podcast links okay. too for our listeners, as well as anything you mention. <laughs> there's endless sources. I'm always finding new things. And, and I don't even sometimes because of so much my experience, somebody will say, oh, do you know how to use this? And I may not know how to use a software or a piece of technology, or maybe I haven't used it in years. Even Tinkercad, you go in and I cannot use it for a month and I go in and there's new stuff and it's mm. cheap. There's just no way to keep up with everything. Yeah. Um, I used to write documentation ahead of time for my students in my classes when teaching tech. And it got to the point there, it would get outdated so quickly that I, I really, really wouldn't do my documentation until like a week before I was going to start teaching it. So, and I'm actually very good at winging stuff. So <laughs> I've been told I'm a master at that. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, I think, important for a makerspace too, because you've got it, especially if you've got, I've had at MMC, the most people I've had in my makerspace at one time was probably about 25 kids. And you have 25 kids screaming your name at the same time, you know, mm -hmm. you've got to learn how to like jump all over the place. So that's kind of one of the things that I love about it too, is I get to do a lot of different things and change it up. I'm ADHD. So it's kind of the perfect place. For me. Perfect. <laughs> I would say it's my superpower. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> so many kids are like ashamed of their ADHD or made to feel like they need to be embarrassed by it. And I worked at a school I worked at AIM Academy and their students are either dyslexic or have ADHD. And so I wanted them to understand that it's not a bad thing. Learn how to control your ADHD and use it. It's your superpower. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I try to portray to kids too in the makerspace. What, what are your Maker Mondays and free builds? I see that on your website. Uh, what are, what are, what's that? Uh, um, so what happened when I first created the makerspace, I created a whole mess of special classes and put them up there, but then people weren't signing up because they hadn't found us yet. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing all this work right again and redoing that. So I created a couple of the basic ones, the Maker Monday, which people can come in and do whatever they want. Um, right now I have three girls that are here every, it's a family every Monday and um, they usually bring a friend or two and they could be doing anything from a mosaic tile to um, creating something to 3D print um, to building with garbage. Sometimes they, they just come in, they're like, oh, can we just build with garbage? Give us a challenge, Miss Archer. <laughs> and I, you know, say, hey, who can come up with the most creative animal or, you know, something? And that's what they do. So but I leave that up to them. The free build is can be the same sort of thing. Um but usually with the free build, I um, try to have like a challenge or a goal in mind um, when they sign up. But again, I'm leaving the stuff kind of open so people can be doing what they want to do. And, and that's what people are coming to do. You know, they 
we're finding now, we just found out um, there's some challenges with the Chester IU um, and a couple of my students want to do some build challenges. So we're going to sign up for um, a couple of them um, and start doing a little bit of competition stuff too, where we, you know, do whatever the challenge is. Um, they usually have a theme or whatever. And we're going to do that as like a little team. There's a few boys that want to do that. Um, they want to do some Mindstorm stuff too. Um, people have approached me about the Lego first uh, Lego league and stuff like that. I'm only hesitant about that because I don't have enough kids yet. Um, and I know that's a large commitment to do that. Um, so we'll see. It could be something eventually that we do. Um, as again, as people are asking, that's what we're kind of creating and, and setting up class-wise. My summer camps will be out um, and they'll be all over the map for different ages too. So, and all different things to do. One of the questions we like to ask a lot of our guests, maybe talk about one of your challenges in putting together the the business and the, the makerspace itself and something that you've um, learned from in the process. Oh, it's the same for any entrepreneur, though. It's... Um, the patience isn't it growing <laughs> and while you're if that's happening you know it's a little nerve-wracking um a lot of it has also been um even though my kids have done this with me my daughter's at college in north carolina and my son has graduated from college but works a full-time job so he does a lot of the financial stuff and um now that she's in college, she was helping me with some of the creative stuff and she would be here to help with students too. So that's been the difficult thing. Sometimes I, I'm a one man show and I just can't get it all done. Um, and I'm subbing right now occasionally in school. So that sometimes takes time away from the business. So it's just, it really is the struggle of time is probably the hardest thing about it is I want to be doing more. I need to be learning more. I want to be experimenting with things. And sometimes I just don't have the time right now. Um, but I know it'll all come together. We're just trying to build it. And, and, and most of it's been through word of mouth. I have not because of being by myself and some struggles here in the space um, with the space itself that's taken up a lot of my time that I haven't done as much advertising as I normally would. And I've done network marketing in the past. So I know how to do it. It's just now getting the time to do it. So mm -hmm. that's just a struggle. I think the biggest struggle is time. I always tell people if they could figure out a way to clone me. I'd be in good shape. <laughs> I think a lot of us feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> like does that sound like me <laughs> another thing that i'm hoping to be doing too that's kind of exciting and um i know there's another space in the area that that's their goal is to bring teachers in to see what they can do in a maker space but i do know somebody that works for the um pennsylvania uh, department of education and she does stuff with steam all going all over the place and she's actually talked to me about bringing some teachers in to observe what I do because mm -hmm. she knows how I am. I actually taught her daughter uh, five years ago, wow, her daughter, four years ago. It's been since her daughter graduated. Um, so that's kind of the thing I want to get interested in doing too, because I'm one person and there are a lot of us doing makerspace, but I don't think enough. And I think mm -hmm. people are intimidated by it. So if I can get more teachers to not be intimidated by it and bring it into their classrooms, maybe Pennsylvania education and education in general will have some hope. Mm. <laughs> so that's how I look at it. Yeah, so far, I love your business model. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> you can tell I'm a <laughs> Same. 
<laughs> we're always interested in anything that gets people making or we wouldn't be part of the maker fair so <laughs> yeah so let's see we talked about summer school what else is looking are you looking towards in the future oh and you talked you talked about summer camp and you talked about your kiln any other sort of future plans um I mean, eventually I hope to open up to like homeschooling too. I know there's a lot of parents out there homeschooling, maybe to give them a place to come here and do some activities to help with them. Um, we did have somebody reach out to us, um, actually to my son through the website. Um, and I haven't had a chance to get back to that person, but I hope to do that soon and to start working with some schools. I'm real close to Plymouth meeting friends and actually one of their students was here the other day. So he's going to go back and tell them, Hey, you know, Miss Archer's right down the street. So that's what I just want to do is just spread the maker, the maker fun. I mean, this is, this is the best way to learn. Just the rest of the world has to catch up to us. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. <laughs> our guests are back. Our secondary guests are back. Hey, ladies. Yeah, I, gotta go paint. I poured all that paint before it gets hard. Go paint. Go paint. Oh, yeah, you don't want to waste the paint. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't be dry before mom gets here if you don't paint. <laughs> uh, they're all my kids. I, that's one thing I, I refer to them all as my kids. They Everybody laughs when I say, oh, my kids. And they're like, how many kids do you have? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. My students. <laughs> I call them all my kids. <laughs> yeah, is there anything that we haven't asked you that you wanted to talk about? Um, um, no, I can't think of anything else. I would definitely be interested in doing the Philly Maker Fair. I've always wanted to do one. It just never has worked out for me in the past. I've done little ones at Barnes and Noble at a couple Barnes and Nobles before where I just went and did a, you know, a little talk. They asked me to speak about creating maker spaces, but mm -hmm. that was the extent of it. So yeah, I think last so year, um, I had contacted you and you were right in the middle of getting getting some other stuff off the ground and it wasn't going to work out, but we definitely have you on our, our list for uh, this year when things get rolling. <laughs> we'll be harassing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, have, I have students that would love to participate and stuff like that. So yeah, it'll, mm. I'll be able to definitely do something this year. Cool. And we do encourage like separate kid, like, you know, for them to have their own space if they want, like, you know, go through the process and apply themselves. So cool. Um, it's definitely, you know, they don't just have to be like part of your table if they have something, if you have a kid, like the candy table, maybe that's its own thing. You know, I think that a lot of people would like to see that and talk to the maker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love doing anything. So when kids get interested in something. I'll run with it. <laughs> yeah. If there are kids or adults out there that want to learn more, how do they find out about you? Um, just reach out to me. There is, like I said, there are some stuff on the website. They could sign up just by going there. But really, and what was that website at? Uh, Dragonflymakerspace.com. And actually, you can find me if you just put in Makerspace and Archer, I am top of the list. <laughs> so I'm happy to be there. That was like, yay, when my name Makerspace is coming up. Yep, that's good. Awesome. <laughs> so, but yeah, or and, and, I'm, and I put this on the website too. Please reach out to me if there's a class you want. I've had a couple adults reach out and I'm going to do like just one-on-one -on -one teaching them to do some basic, you know, 3D designing to print. Um, but I'm, I'm open to what people want, 
you know, um, I have actually met somebody, um, well, Jeremy, I'm hoping to get to do classes this summer too. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, we'll talk later. But, too. Um, uh, we'll talk about that. But I also um, have somebody that I met that um, is messing around with raspberry pies and making them into walkie talkies. Mm, cool. So <laughs> he's going to do a project like that um, uh, during our summer camp too. So like uh, anything that people come and like say, Hey, I could do this or, Hey, I want to do this. I'm doing the research and trying to figure out a way to bring it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We can't wait to see what else you're doing in your space. And uh, we're just thrilled to have more teachers and makers out there inspiring other folks to do stuff. Yeah. And if any of you want to come here and do a project here and have kids come, if you you know need a place just to do things you like to do, I know that's been that's why the lady who does the flower arranging, um, uh, she's a, a rom- uh, she's a flower horticulturist therapist I guess and she was like she came to me just as a space and then was like yeah she's like Michelle some of these townships charge like crazy amounts of money to use their space and I was willing to do it very inexpensive just because I want to give the opportunity you know I'm I'm not here you know to to it's not for me about money it's it's really just all about fun and making and improving our world Cause I'm a big, one of my big things is invention and innovation. And um, I always did it in schools, every grade. I made every grade invent and innovate and create pro- prototypes or models and stuff like that. And some of the cool things that uh, they've come out with, they should go on to, you know, actually invent mm-hmm. them because they really did solve real problems. So that's another big thing I love in the makerspace too. Cool. Amazing. That's great. Great. We'll definitely visit. I'm here. I'm always here. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. Thank you. It was our pleasure. And have a great day. You too. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Get back to making stuff. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Fully Makeup Fair podcast. We're streaming on all platforms. So join us each week. Learn more about today's podcast at fullymakeaffair.com. We're social, so keep in touch. You can find us on Twitter as PHLMake. Also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Pinterest as Philly Maker Fair, all one word. And be sure to hit the subscribe button for future podcasts. See, See you, you next, next week. week. The opinions expressed by the guests of the Philly Maker Fair podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the hosts or producers. If you enjoy the Philly Maker Fair podcast, please consider making a donation at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. Search for JD Maker or go to ko-fi.com/jdmaker/tears. Your support helps offset the costs of recording, editing, and maintaining the Philly Maker Fair podcast. Supporters at any of our tiers will receive a shout-out on the podcast and via our social network. Thanks.